Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Happy 2023 and glad you're with us here along with uh, my partner Bo Matthews and producer Carl Middleman. Welcome back. Yes, I'm happy Yeah, to be welcome back. back, man. I'm telling you what, man. It was, uh, I just got back from Cabo. Uh, I say I got back from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Actually, I was close to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. I, I was just a just a, uh, around the the peninsula, about 20 miles away or so. We have some friends that live in a beautiful community down there. And uh, uh-huh. San Jose is the, is what the area is referred to as. And, and Boa, it, uh, as the Van Halen song aptly quoted one time, if you, if you go there once, you'll be there twice. I, <laughs> I got to go back, no doubt about it. Oh, my gosh. You've never been? Of all the years I've heard you talk about uh, Sammy Hagar, you've never been? I, it's been a bucket list item for me. Well, he wants to Good go in you. October, but he wound up going in January. What I've always wanted to do is go in October, but his birthday always falls so close to my daughter's birthday that taking a week off right then is just never its never worked for me. As I'd love to go down, but even if you go down, you don't get a guarantee that you get to go to his concert. I mean, it's, it's a right. tiny little club. There's only about 400 people can get in, and thousands go down there, so I've never, I've never pulled it off. Uh, can we can we talk? I mean, I've just got uh, friends that are leaving for uh, Virgin Islands this weekend. Um, can I ask you about the air travel? Because that's part of the great outdoors of this radio show. Yeah. Um, how was how was the air travel? Because you know, as we've all heard, Southwest has been jammed up for so long. Uh, did you have any problems traveling in your private jet? We well, <laughs> you know, when you when you have means, you don't have to worry about those things. Both. <laughs> I don't personally, so I did have to worry about it. <laughs> and and uh, I flew on American Airlines. We booked it a long time ago. We had no problems. It was smooth the whole way. Uh, the flight back you. was delayed maybe twenty minutes or so. wasn't bad. And I'll have to say the American Airlines pilots are having a little bit of fun at Southwest's expense. We landed. The pilot said. Folks, this is Captain So-and-so from the flight deck. I just want to welcome you into Cabo San Lucas and point out that we arrived at your destination 10 minutes early. Unlike Southwest Airlines, who would have gotten you here five days late. Called Enjoy them out. Your visit. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. That's awesome. He's that probably guy been, probably used to work for Southwest. He's probably been using that line for a week or so now. Mm-hmm. But regardless, uh, yeah, they're they're more than happy to poke the bear a little bit. And and uh, we did, we had no problems with American, but there were still people in lines. Um, and I don't know if, for which airlines, but uh, the the air, airlines were all packed. But it was still cheaper to fa- fly you entirely across the country and then back to St. Louis. We were booking for for price and not convenience because it's not cheap to get to Cabo San Lucas. And when we booked it, 
we I don't know if we use Priceline or some travel site like Expedia. that. Expedia. Travelocity, and yeah. We, we flew from St. Louis to, to Dallas and Dallas to Cabo, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. South and That's, then south again. That right? That is in line. Yeah. On the way back, we had to fly from Cabo to Charlotte, lay over in Charlotte for two and a half hours, and then fly back to St. Louis. Never (laughs) understood that kind of math and fuel expense and all that stuff. Well, I know, but I don't know how they make any money doing that. Because they were already going to Charlotte. Yeah. The the last time I flew to St. Croix was the only time I went to St. Croix, but we stopped in Miami and then went on to St. Croix. When When we wanted to just go to my grandmother's house in Miami... I wanted to fly direct to Miami. No, you had to go through Charlotte or wherever it was. And it's like, it doesn't make, or, or I love, I love when they say, oh, we're going to run through Denver first and then run you down to Miami. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Den- no Denver uh, is frontier. If you're flying frontier, you go through Denver or Detroit. Well, I don't know, but hats off to anybody that's uh, flying internationally like you, Mark, because, uh, you know, a lot of people have, have stayed within the borders of the lower 48 because of COVID and all the stuff that's been going on. So hats off. You look fine. Uh, not much of a tan. <laughs> Were you not outside? I, I was. I just, you know, I was closer to the equator down there. I used a lot of the sunscreen. I wanted it's to be still careful. January. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> it, was, it was 75. Got to play golf. Uh, got to go whale watching. We had a great time. Uh, yeah, you got to com- feel bad for anybody that uh, goes to like went to Florida over the holidays. It was 30s and 40s oh, down I there. Know. Right, I know. You know, it's like wow, that I, sucks. I will say that I I had this was the best travel experience we've ever had to Mexico because right. whenever you go to a foreign country, um, particularly ones where there are places in Mexico that still have travel advisories, right? Right. If you go to the State Department website, there are places in Mexico you shouldn't travel to. Obviously, the big ones like Cancun, uh, Puerto Vallarta, Cabo are not included in that. But but you have a certain expectation for security. You might be a little more worried about going out on your own, that sort of thing. I didn't get any of that in Cabo. For the first time in my travel to Mexico, I felt completely comfortable in that area. Now, I don't know. You stayed on the resort, though. I, I stayed at a private residence. Right, okay. But we did travel all around and went to restaurants and went to downtown Cabo and ate on the beach. And, so you were a local. Yeah. Wow. And it was really it was really a comfortable environment. Um, and apparently they have not legalized marijuana in Mexico. Because people would walk up to you and go, would you like to buy some weed? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> like they were very cautious about it. They didn't want to be overheard by anyone. Federalis. There were no dispensaries anywhere. So uh, unlike my trip to Times Square, where you would <laughs> choke on the noxious <laughs> fumes from uh, a joint every ten feet, you didn't get any of that in Mexico. So that was good. That's ironic. Of course, it That's is ironic. January, right? So yeah. Well, let's uh, drift back because Santa Claus uh, brought uh, all of us uh, Mantis X products. Uh, did you boys get into it? I have opened the box. I have not. Once I talk to my friend Mark Cox here, um, it's a little more involved than I thought it was going to be. You just, oh, boy, is it ever. You just need to spend a little bit of time. I was able to get the rail attached to my handgun and power it up, but uh, I've still got I, – I need to rely on my friend Bo Matthews to well, enlighten me here. Let's have full disclosure. We had our friend from Mantis X on, and Santa Claus sent us free presents. After the fact, yeah. after yeah, the yeah, fact, we, which was not, we didn't know they were coming, and all of a sudden these boxes show up, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, we, we each well, got to try but, one of these. 
between well, and I have tried it, and it's been fantastic. And on their website, I'll say uh, it says you will improve your shooting within twenty minutes. I went from a seventy-one point three to an eighty-four point four in about three or four sessions. So I, my my point is, uh, why don't we? Uh, commiserate in the next week and then we can have a full uh you know discussion about it and i I, as i understand it the software is pretty slick where we can actually invite listeners at an appointed time and we can compete against each other wow uh, on through the app it's pretty it's pretty freaking cool but um so yeah all Uh, without wasting any ammo exactly no no exactly uh what else did did you get uh, for christmas anything hunting related anything outdoors related i did my son and i got to quite uh quite a a a nice gift from santa claus it was Uh-oh. a benelli shotgun wow i got a 12 gauge benelli shotgun i've been doing more bird hunting lately particularly duck hunting because you're good at it which i really enjoy <laughs> and uh every time we went to go duck hunt i've got a couple of shotguns that i've used for years that i inherited from my dad and they're it's a remington uh, and a winchester and they're they're they're, they're fantastic but they're they're 50 years old and whenever i would go duck hunting these guys are saying listen we have to use steel shot it's probably not safe to do that with a barrel that old um you need to bring something younger than that and preferably (laughs) something with a synthetic stock so that if you drop it in the water it's not going to ruin it and uh sure enough we we complained about this a little bit. I had to borrow my brother-in-law's gun every time we went, and Santa Claus said, "Hey, we think you should. I think you should have a new, a new Benelli uh, Super Black oh. Eagle Three. So that's exactly oh what I'm goodness. shooting with now. Congratulations! So, so you and your son got identical firearms? No, no, no. We got one for the family. Oh, and okay. We'll share. Yes, because that's okay. not an inexpensive gun. No, Santa, Santa, Santa has his limits. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Santa, Santa does have a budget, so that's well, fun. That's awesome. I can't uh, wait. Yeah, no. That, that well, we hadn't talked since Christmas, so I wanted to. I wanted to find out what Santa Claus brought you. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of guns, if you live in the oh, state boy. of Illinois, your gun rights are on the line. There are people in Springfield right now actively plotting how to turn you into a criminal overnight. And we're going to talk to State Representative Blaine Willauer, who's been tracking this. He's been fighting it as a member of the Illinois Freedom Caucus. Uh, and we'll f- we'll figure out what he thinks the solution is, because they're not giving up. Uh, J.B. Pritzker and the Democrats in Springfield are not giving up on this. So that's all straight ahead right here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world, screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We can dance if we want to. 
That's a that's a great song for this segment, which is brought to you by Razorback Armory, your gun concierge featuring custom firearms. It's not a big store. It doesn't have to be, but the knowledge is profound. And they also offer Mantis X, the shooting training system, which I am uh, getting very familiar with. And uh, my, my show partners here are going to be a part of it and uh, get into it. But go to RazorbackArmory.com for their address and get in to see them uh, with Jesse and Brad. All right. This segment uh, is about Illinois. So Illinois, listen up. Illinois rep uh, Blaine Willauer is a Republican member of the Illinois House of Representatives from the 107th District, otherwise known as Southern Illinois, because there could be that conversation one day, too. Uh, the districts are located Southern Illinois, uh, Bond, Clinton, Effingham, Fayette, Mar- Marion counties. I've got gun-owning uh, friends over in that part of the, uh, the, that, the state, and they are as concerned about what you're concerned about from the Illinois Freedom Caucus. Welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, sir. How are you? Hey, it's great to be here. I appreciate what you guys do and appreciate your advocacy on this important issue, especially in the state of Illinois here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're excited to have you on primarily because we're reading all these headlines over here. We see what what the majority is trying to do in the state of Illinois in terms of stepping on our Second Amendment rights. When, when are people going to wake up? That's a, that's a really good question. The far left is emboldened. Um, they had some big wins in, in Illinois, especially in the suburbs of, of Chicago. And this is a, this is a huge issue up there, but it's, it's, you're right. We do need to wake up. There's over 2 million gun owners in the state of Illinois. That's a, those numbers win a governor's race. And, you know, obviously everybody's not getting out and voting and, um, making sure that we're strongly advocating our, our positions here because, you know, over, over the last couple of generations in the, in the state of Illinois, we haven't boldly articulated our, our stances. We haven't stood up for, for the Constitution. I mean, these people have been out of control for a while. Just look at the last few years, how they've trampled on the Constitution with the COVID tyranny, um, with the Safety Act here in the state of Illinois, which is currently – um, under review and uh, stayed because of potential con- constitutional issues, and, and and now this this direct assault on the on the Second Amendment in this state. Um, this is a straight up gun grab. You know, I and mean, we want to talk about. We want to talk about the the, uh, the uh, magazine capacities because that's something that is uh, very passionate for a lot of people and timing on on this whole thing. So explain who could be legal and illegal in the in the very near future. Right. You know, now there's uh, millions of people in the state of Illinois that have magazines with uh, more than a ten round capacity. Um, but once this once this law passes and the governor signs it overnight. Um, law-abiding citizens who are in lawful, lawful possession of magazines that contain more than 10 rounds are going to be illegal overnight. Just, just like that, you know, you go from a law-abiding citizen to a criminal overnight. Now, on the magazine part of this, this bill, there's not even a registry for that. This isn't something that, that you could go and register, although, you know, we're strongly opposed to that. No, this is, they're going to require you to actually turn these magazines in. Now, they haven't gone through the logistics on how that's actually going to happen. 
and how they're going to enforce that because we've got, you know, you, you mentioned my district and, you know, the strong advocates for the Second Amendment here. Effingham County is my home base. They're a gun sanctuary. They've already put out, um, they've already, their county boards already put out that they're not going to spend any of their resources enforcing this stuff. So, you know, not only is it illegal, it's unenforceable. And um, just the fact that they're going to try to make you turn these magazines in is a it's a straight up violation. Well, of the Constitution. You know, it's, it's sad. And, and I'm not saying it should have to come to this. But let's say, for example, you own a Sig Sauer 365, uh, just as an example, or or a Glock um, uh, that that holds the standard magazine for most of these guns these days is. 12 to 15 rounds. I mean, you, you would have yep. to modify the magazine in some manner to even continue to use the handgun. That's a, that's exactly right. And this bill explicitly says, and, and I quote, that any magazine holding more than 10 rounds is outlawed from being made, sold, wow. or possessed. So these are, these are huge issues. But Guys, these are these are people making laws basically out of virtue signal. They have yes. they have no idea about you know the the current state of firearms or, or gun owners or or anything. This is more of a deal where you know in in politics it's more about CYA than it is actually solving issues. And and this is this is what this is all about. They need to put out yeah. there to their people that they're doing something about these crazy gun owners. Well, this is going to be uh, really important in cutting down on crime in the Chicago area because all the bad guys will give up their clips that have, you know, 30 rounds or 20 rounds in it. So that's a good thing. Not. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. Illinois rep uh, Blaine Willauer is our guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Can we talk about the timing of this? Because as as a gun owner, I'm thinking, okay, when does this go in effect or when could this go in effect? They're moving very quickly on it. We're in Springfield. We just got back into session uh, yesterday. We're in session today. I'm going to be going in in about an hour here, and we're in tomorrow and um, through next week. And they're trying to move this fast. They're, um, I haven't been to the Capitol yet today, but uh, my understanding is they're busing in um, a lot of these uh, you know, anti-gun people from Chicago. So there's going to be a lot of pressure there. We could see... Uh, this bill in a committee today that's a that's definitely a possibility um they've got to do something with all these people that they're bringing down and uh, we could see it on the floor of the house um sometime between now and tuesday is is my thoughts on this that's kind of what we're what we're hearing here um but there is some pushback uh from from some democrats especially some of the inner city uh ones in 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 chicago on some of this stuff specifically with the with the magazine so there is some talk on grandfathering in um you know existing magazines but as you were talking uh earlier logistically this is um you know it's it's pretty unworkable yeah that that's true Uh, mr willauer we had a long time talk show host here in St. Louis who coined the phrase, you can't fix stupid. And when I see legislation like this, I, 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 I want to ask these people who are so anti-gun in Chicago, where they have, what, 15, 20 shootings, sometimes eight or 10 murders a weekend, do right. they really believe the people committing those uh, crimes are more likely to listen 
to a new law when they've ignored all the ones that are already on the books? I mean, uh, Bo hinted at that a minute ago, but at, at some point, why do they think more laws will fix this problem? That's a, that's something the, that we've pondered on a lot here. You know, I think it's a combination of, um, you know, number one, they don't care. They don't care about the Constitution. They're so, they're, they're, their numbers are so great in the Illinois General Assembly. It takes 60 votes to pass something. As we sit right now in the lame duck, they've got 73. After Tuesday, they're going to have 78. So I wow. think they're feeling like they can do they can do anything they want. But I think that, that there's a really a lack of critical thinking and, and ignorance from a lot of the suburban and urban legislators about, you know, what's the Second Amendment all about? Really, it's not. It's not. They didn't write the Second Amendment for deer hunting, right? It's a. It's a. It's an important part of the balance of the constitutional republic between citizens and government. And I don't think that that's something that gets a gets enough play when we when we talk about the second amendment the constitution is all about protecting the citizens from the government and when you get into a government where there are no checks there there are no balances there's no checks between the citizens and the government that's a government that's out of control and that's what you're seeing in the state of illinois and um, at some point people have got to wake up and we are seeing it more and more in every state in there. I, I believe that the big push uh, on the vulnerable states like California uh, or uh, right here in Illinois is a big concern. Uh, Illinois uh, Representative Blaine Willauer is our guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Uh, could this be uh, a nefarious way to just uh, have a money grab? Uh, you know, you can keep your clips sure. that are, you know, hold 20 uh, but we're going to charge you per, because we've heard those stories too. They want to charge you per shell or they want to charge you per, you know, per magazine that has, yep. you know, more than 10 in it. Could it be that? I mean, that's part of it. That, that's certainly part of it. Obviously, we've got the FOID process in the state of Illinois, which is a, a disaster, and they, they get money from that. So part of this bill is they're creating a gun registry um, for these existing semi-automatic weapons. And not only are they creating that registry, they're going to charge you law-abiding gun owners a fee uh, to to register these firearms. So yeah, there's a, that's that's part of what they're doing here. And you know, this is a process. We all know where they want to end up on this. I mean, why do they want this gun registry? You yeah. know, they want to know what you have, and you know, we can see down the line these. These people make no bones about it. You watch some of these committee hearings and watch some of the discussion on the floor. These people are rabidly anti-gun. Um, they want your guns, and this is just a step in that process. And we've got to um, we've got to push back. The numbers aren't with us here. Um, you know, we're kind of in the in the pose here that we're going to fight this. The we're not going to neg- negotiate this with with these people. There's no negotiating with these Good. these people. There's no common ground. You know, so we're not getting into the nuance on the bill. We're just letting them fling it against the wall right now. And um, I think that they're biting off more than they can chew. And at the end of the day, um, they're going to pass this this bill or something similar to it. The governor's going to sign it. And uh, the you know, the, the gun rights advocates, um, the, all the groups are getting together and we're going to we're going to uh, take this to the court. And I think that they're going to end up with less than what they've got right now when they when they do this, because they are far overreaching and, and they're not looking at what's going on around the nation, um, you know, with the Heller decision and some of the other the New York decision and some of this stuff, the 
Supreme Court and the federal courts have clearly um, aligned mostly on the side of the Second Amendment on this stuff. So we're at the point right now, we can't stop this in the General Assembly. We're going to fight it. We're going to, you know, make sure that the, our people are engaged and they're informed and they're they're supporting and they're funding some of these groups that, that are going to go fight this thing. But, but our fight's in the court right and, now. And, ho- and hopefully the Supreme Court ultimately answers this on the FOID card and, and these further yep. gun registry questions. I hope they just Putting that shut into them play down. as well. That's, yeah. that's part of the biting off more than they can chew. We, we, may, we may well end up in a situation where not only do they, do they declare this unconstitutional, they do the right thing, and they declare the Floyd card unconstitutional because it is. I hope so. Yeah, I really do. Let, let me uh, speak about this Safety Act real quick before we run out of time here. I read Governor Pritzker's comments on this. First time he's commented on it since when the court suspended it back in December uh, from taking effect. He said, even if we lose this in court, we'll make another run at it. I mean, he's just boldly saying we're going to release criminals back into your society. And he had the audacity to suggest that by doing so, he's making Illinois safer. What in the world is this guy thinking about? Well, they don't. They, they don't really like to tackle real issues in, in Springfield. They they like to um, virtue signal to their base so they can put out nice press releases and he can look really good when he tries to run for president in a couple of years. But this is that literally what you're seeing in the state of Illinois is something that the Constitution is supposed to be protecting us from: is tyranny of the majority. That's uh, things are things are so out of control. They've got so many seats. They've got so much power that they're thinking that they can do whatever they want. And the governor's comments are completely illustrating that he don't care what the courts say. He didn't care what the court said during the during his outrageous uh, um, covid tyranny. He didn't care what they said then. He don't care what they they say now. They're just going to keep keep pushing. That's what the left does, man. They they just keep pushing until they get our get their way. And, uh, you know, I think that our side could learn a little bit from from, you know, that kind of tenacity. That's right. Well, and I hope uh, you have that tenacity if you get a chance to speak uh, in Jefferson uh, City or in uh, Springfield. I mean, um, uh, Blaine Willauer is our guest. And I just want to let you know, I don't know if you know this, but there are bridges that connect Illinois into Missouri and they have U-Hauls. That that can come this way if you you know if, they, if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, you look at the latest population figures, and I think you're seeing a lot of that. There's a lot of U-Hauls <laughs> running to Florida and Tennessee and Missouri and and, and everywhere else. But uh, you know, somebody's got to stay and fight on this stuff, and that's uh, that's that's certainly what we're doing here. Illinois is a great state. We just we've just been burdened by generations of of, of poor public policy from you know politicians that have other interests than yours, the people, yeah. and uh, that's got that's got to change. And this is a process. We've got some really good legislators, especially in our part of the state, that are finally you know. Um, getting organized and boldly standing up, um, you know, for for what's right and for the regular folks here that just haven't been stood up for for a long time. Thanks for all you're doing, Illinois uh, Representative Blaine Wilhauer. We appreciate you being part of the show this morning. Thank you. Yep, you explained it really well, guys. Keep up the good work. Absolutely, yep. great, great having him on here. Great to know that. You know, he's not giving up. And I've heard uh, Annie Fry here on 97.1 talk about that quite a bit. She's like, yeah, it's it's my it's my home state. I don't I don't want to give up. I'm as frustrated as anybody by what they get away with in Springfield. 
Uh, but you got people like Blaine Willauer and others in the Illinois Freedom Caucus still fighting. If it gets that tight uh, in, in gun laws in Illinois, I mean, could you imagine a northern and southern Illinois like North Dakota, South Dakota? They, I, they, I, I they could joke, see it. They've joked about it. Uh, the problem is the population centers would do everything they could to prevent that because they need the tax yeah. revenue from the red part of the state down downstate, right? They're not going to yeah, let them yeah. secede because they would want that tax money more than anything. Again, Poplar yeah. Street Bridge, uh, uh, Eads Bridge, Bridge, JB Bridge. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up in our next uh, segment, we've got a buddy of mine uh, from Eureka Contracting, Rick Hinkson. When I found out uh, the Elks Lodge out there was doing a, a cornhole tournament and crockpot cook-off, uh, and a BB gun shoot. I thought, oh, now come on. I've never even heard of that. that. Come on. <laughs> I've already got one eye. I still got one left. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're going to talk to Rick coming up next on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox in here along with my partner, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman, uh, running the board. Pew Thank pew. you, sir. We appreciate that. So I have a question for you. Uh, I moved um, here from Ohio many years ago, Bo Matthews. And uh, long after I left Ohio, my, my father introduced me to a game that uh, he constantly referred to as cornhole. And once I got here and started using that term, some people made fun of it. People here start recalling it bags. Have you heard it called bags before? I would rather hear it called bags. Which would actually. you rather hear it called? Bags or I'm, cornhole? I'm telling you, cornhole to me is uh, is Beavis and Butthead, and I just I can't. I'd rather cornholio. call it bags. That's cornholio. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So anyway, I I have developed some skill at cornhole over the years because my dad used to love to play it with all of his friends but i watch these tournaments these days on cable tv and i cannot believe how good some people are at this i mean every throw is in the hole it it, it is amazing uh and and the great thing about it is anybody can be a professional because you can practice it in your own backyard um i actually got a tabletop uh cornhole game for christmas (laughs) and it's not bags you use; it's quarters you use. So I think it could be easily turned I into a drinking a game. Drinking games. What? Mm-hmm. So, so for the record, cornhole is not a real sport because you can drink while you're doing it. Similar to billiards. No, I saw of- CBS Sports put on a cornhole <laughs> tournament with advertisers and organization oh, yeah. and all of that. So, if if legitimate sporting services well, you, you are bowling, them out, you could say that about bowling too, though, Bo. Exactly. Because you can drink while you bowl, but the professional bowlers don't. Right. So if you're well, a professional holer, you probably don't drink while you're doing are it. Are they called holers? So, I don't know. I just baggers? made that up. So what, <laughs> what about, hey, what about uh, golf? Is golf a real sport if you're drinking? You can drink. 
Uh, but little, the pros little, don't. A little swing lube always helps me. <laughs> I've never heard of I'm that. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but the professionals the, uh, don't club? drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's Mark get to Cox our just guest. Came up with a, he came up with a new product, uh, swing lube. A little Good swing lube for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, buddy of mine for uh, uh, several years now. I'm going to say several years because we're in our seventh annual uh, uh, Poker Bash uh, era. Uh, but Rick Hickson is uh, from Eureka Contracting, been your you know businessman of the year, that kind of thing. And I was uh, recently at an event where he was talking about uh, the Eureka Pacific Elks Lodge, which he's part of, uh, number 2644. And uh, Rick, welcome to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, Bo. Happy New Year to you as well. Good to talk to you. Hey, when I saw you at that chamber event and you were talking about a BB gun shoot, I thought, oh, this is perfect for Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Uh, but it's a lot more. Tell us about your involvement with the Eureka uh, Pacific Elks Lodge, first and foremost. I'm the uh, chairman of the Veterans Committee. Uh, part of that, what we do is we, we try to help out as many of the homeless vets in their area as we can to help them get a, get a hand up, get going up with life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Rick, uh, Mark Cox here. I mean, I think that's fantastic, and uh, obviously this is uh, one of the fundraisers that you guys do in order to to do that. Uh, what's, the, what's the need out there uh, among vets? Uh, what, we, what we're finding that we do is we provide them with some household items. Uh, we'll buy them a bed, buy them pots, pans, dishes, that kind of thing to, to get them started. It's kind of a startup kit. That's been our involvement in uh in that portion of it we also support the uh, fisher house and we're involved with a couple of different programs with the uh, different veterans organizations well, I, I i love what you guys do and uh, rick uh, you know you're definitely the guy to be in the lead because um I, i've known you as a businessman of the year for eureka um is there a lot of homeless in eureka or are you reaching out a little bit further outside the city limits uh, most of our stuff is in the city lim- within the city limits, not not Eureka, but St. Louis itself. Uh, gotcha. When they when they set them up in different apartments and rental places, uh, typically they are in in the uh, in the city. Well, I think that's a fantastic effort on your part. So, what you have coming up on the twenty first day of January at uh, from noon to six out at the Eureka Pacific Elks Lodge is a cornhole tournament and Crock-Pot Cook-Off. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it should be fun. Yeah, we're doing the uh, the, the Cornhole Tournament, the Crock-Pot Cook-Off. We're also going to have a, uh, a BB gun shoot and a dessert auction. So with our Crock-Pot Cook-Off, we're telling everybody to bring their favorite uh, Crock-Pot dish, and we'll have a small fee if you don't bring a Crock-Pot. Have ten dollar fee. You can taste them all and vote on them. If you bring a crock pot, you get to taste them all for free. Oh, nice! And well, then we've got the cornhole tournament. Two different brackets. We have a winners bracket and a losers bracket. So, and everything's <laughs> indoors. So. so, so if you know up front that you're likely to be a loser, you enter the losers bracket. Is it? That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can come over there and work with me. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be on that side, Mark. Uh, the the part that got my attention was the BB gun shoot. Can you explain? I was, now, Rick, I've been to meat shoots before, and I've walked away with you know big slabs of bacon and uh, a turkey one time down in Zell, Missouri. Um, I, I do love a good meat shoot. Uh, tell us how the BB gun shoot's going to work. Uh, the BB gun shoot is going to be three shots for $5. Uh, everybody's going to shoot the same gun. I've got a little Daisy BB gun, one of the original BB guns, so that's what we're going to oh, yeah. shoot. 
brand new. Uh, so everybody will shoot the same gun. You get three targets. I'm going to pay out every half hour. Uh, we're going to charge, uh, split the pot with the lodge. The lodge get 50%. The winner get 50% every half yeah. hour. And then I also have a 15-pound uh, slab of bacon that, that we uh, we might throw in there and, uh, as a bonus. <laughs> Nice. You have my attention. <laughs> I saw I saw the twinkle in Bo's eye. I think he's got his own BB gun he practices with out there at his compound, and he was yeah. hoping it's to bring that It's an AR-15 down. BB gun. It's an AR-15 BB gun. I sent you the picture of it over the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are those are the kind we all like to have. But now nah, we're going to keep it down just to the one one, one shoot because we've all got those that you know they shoot as almost like a rifle. So was no, was the Daisy BB? Inside. Was the Daisy BB gun your your first firearm, Mark? Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely was mine. Uh, and Rick, how about you? Oh, uh, actually, it was a 38. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't have any guns till I went in the service, and I, I bought a 38 ah, gotcha. off a guy. No, I remember having a little little one that uh, looked like a Winchester Model 94. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a le- lever action that cocked it, and um, that's it. It had a plastic a butt. The butt on it was made out of plastic. And the reason sure. I know that is I was shooting at a rabbit in my yard, and it went into a bush, and I went out and started beating the bush and broke the stock. So that's, <laughs> that's how I discovered it was plastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's great. a great story. Yeah. You know, that's, oh a, it's the same, that's the same type of gun we bought. So, yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, and and they I, actually they uh, they they sell them over at well they sell them at heck Walmart too. But uh, Daisy BB guns that's a great starter gun for anybody. I remember when I was seven and my parents were divorced and my dad gave me my Daisy BB gun. Said you're the you're the man of the family now. You got to take care of your mom and your sister here. I'm like, what? This is how I was introduced to firearms. Nice. Uh, you didn't put your eye out or anything. No, but let me tell you a quick story. So I have this gun. I live in an apartment complex. I'm seven years old, eight years old, and uh, so I'm out on the on the basketball court, and we're shooting at the backboard of the you know because nobody's playing basketball, uh, and we're shooting at the backboard, and a and a buddy of mine's little brother climbs the pole, gets behind the backboard, and he takes the gun, and he shoots at the backboard. His brother pops up just <gasps> at the time he shoots, an inch above his eyeball. I swear, an inch above his eyeball. Yeah. I destroyed the evidence as quickly as possible, and his mom come beating on our door. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Oh, my goodness. Rick Hayes. Statue of uh, limitations is over. Yeah, <laughs> d- just to let people know, it's uh, if, if you've got a a partner and the two of you are really good at cornhole, it's $40 a team to register for this tournament uh, that's coming up on January 21st, correct? Yeah. That's correct. Good. And then we'll split the pot with the lodge. We'll, it'll be a 50-50 split. Oh, nice. So there'll Love be that. an overall winner. In each category, yes, we'll okay. have a we'll have a winners category and a losers category. So, every that way everybody can play all day. Nice. And then, so it, everything's indoors. That's a big deal. You know, middle of January, we don't want to be outside Smart. throwing cornhole. Hey, so. can can we do that for the big dog poker tournament? So if I lose, I can keep playing. Oh, no, you that know, would be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to point out you also have a dessert auction and you are looking for dessert donations. And I love a good cakewalk or a dessert uh, auction. So that's going to be good, a good fundraiser. This is for 2644, the Eureka Pacific Elks Lodge uh, and their corn, cornhole tournament and crockpot cookoff. Where can people go online to find out more information, Rick? They can go to my email, they can go to uh, rick at eurekacontracting.com. Contact me. I will send them over a flyer. 
They can always reach out to me on my phone at 314-614-0216. Very good. Rick Hinkson, listen, we appreciate you giving us some time this morning, and uh, Happy New Year to you, and best of luck with the Cornhole Tournament and uh, and uh, Crock-Pot Cook-Off. Oh, thank you very much, Mark and Bo. I appreciate you as well, sir. You bet. Great, great to getting him on here. That's going to be fun. Right, I hope and, to see you guys and, up there. Yeah, that'd be up. nice, Absolutely. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, up. Mark and I've been talking. Mark and I've been talking about getting together for months, and you know, <laughs> you know, socially, and, and it just never happens. That's all right. That's yeah. all right. I, I I can take a hint. There you go. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're doing on the twenty first, but that'd be a good place. No I think kidding. that's where we're going to be. All right, <laughs> Rick. Thank you very gentlemen. much for your service to this country, too, as well, sir. Oh, thanks, Bo. Thank right. you, gentlemen. You bet. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. That's great. I, I don't know, Bo. We get together. We practice a little bit. Maybe we could be a team. What do you think? I, I, you know what? Let's do that. I'll play bags with you. No problem. There you go. Nice. No, nice. you okay. guys need to play cornhole together. <laughs> nope, we're playing bags, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, freshly back from uh, Mexico. Uh, you, you made it through Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. I'm proud of you, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm working on about four hours of sleep right now, so uh, that's good, though. It's fantastic. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Well, Thanks for listening to the show on behalf of uh, our executive producer, that guy, Carl Middleman, Mark Cox. uh, I'm Bo Matthews. Have a great rest of your weekend. Happy 2023. See you, boys. talk.com odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.